Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening, and now, on to the podcast. Good evening, and welcome back to our nameless show. Nameless, we nameless show. Picked yeah, a name yeah. Well, no, nobody, there's still time to post on Patreon. No, no, nobody has contributed to the hundred dollar level yet. To yeah, I don't understand what's show. wrong with you people. So, um, so, uh, yeah, feel free to join us there, and uh, you know, help us pick a name for the show, and then mm-hmm. we'll start calling it that. Yes, it better be witty. I don't well, want to be disappointed, Ryan. If if you're listening, the to purple this, snowflake shoe. If you if you donate a hundred dollars a month, Ryan, you can name this podcast. Uh, Protestants are awful, and we'll call it that for hundred dollars. Dutch Protestants are awful. Dutch Protestants are awful. Yeah, we'll we'll name that at a hundred dollars a month level. Absolutely. I'll even introduce myself as Wasp. (laughs) Ugh, I've never. Never mind. We're not gonna have. You're so you're so waspy, man. Ugh. All right. So, Mm -hmm. thanks for joining again. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is uh, our kind of. This is not our normal gaming let's play. This is a talk show. Mm-hmm. Um, so to speak, where Chris and I kind of hang out, talk about things we like about RPGs. Um, so stay tuned, and hopefully we'll all learn something together. Together, yay! <laughs> um, so let's talk. Uh, what's going on new with We Hate Bards? Um, so the biggest thing for Chris and I right now, uh-huh. um, which impacts most of you uh, or a lot of you, I don't know, unless you're in Germany or something like that. Uh, the We Hate Bards convention schedule. So we've been really solidifying it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're invited to more and more all the time. Every time yeah. we go to one, we get invited to five more. So we're really hammering that out. Um, there, there's a lot. So basically, we're planning one a month. So if you're one of our members and you'd like to volunteer to go to one or if you're interested in going one, yeah. we'll be more than willing to support you, arrange things, um, logistics-wise, things like that, if mm-hmm. we can't make it. Or we will back you by going. Um, things like that. So let us know, have the conversation with us, and look for our actual posted events on mm-hmm. Meetup. Yeah. Um, eventually, I would like to also create a calendar that shows all the events. Mm-hmm. Um, like a special, like, We Hate Bars Google calendar. Something, something like that. Something like yeah, that. yeah. Um, the easiest way is to join the individual events on Meetup. Yeah. We'll probably post an actual uh-huh. list of conventions and then sign up on Meetup if you're interested in going. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if you're going to go by yourself without us join us on there let us know that mm-hmm. so that we know that our members are there so we can look for you say hi and you know really just check on you in case you need something while yeah you're yeah um so that's the biggest thing with the bards going on unless mm-hmm. we had something to add i know i mean like we that, i mean that's like, that's been that's been occupying a lot of our our time is kind of getting this together and kind of ramping up to for what convention we're going to go to what we can do and trying to just all the logistics see, so, see if you haven't ever like tried to get a group of people to like go to a no, no, or anything, not just people <laughs> people but nerds nerds and, and rpg nerds. introverted nerds yes. nonetheless oh. uh which we all suffer from some kind of anxiety and various levels of anxiety disorders so it, it's 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 hard to keep everyone motivated mm-hmm. um and we really tag team that uh planning the logistics is usually a nightmare of nobody's ever happy, especially me. I'm never happy with our logistics. 
um, because I'm a stuck-up snob, as Ryan would tell you, amongst other things. Um, so, yes, uh, one of the big things that I'm really putting my foot down on is uh, I want to shorten the number of stays. I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that, well, yes, it's great that we can go three nights. It's not necessary. It's, it's burning people out. And mm-hmm. we really did burn a lot of people out with that. So our real goal is fun. Fun. No more work. No more exhausting ourselves mentally and physically for something that we don't enjoy doing. Because you you remember that like like the, the, the grand cons we were like one of the first people there, and like we were closing down the conventions. Everybody had left by the time we had left, and we were like the last ones there. And we had a ton of fun. We bragged about it. Yeah. And then somehow we ended up turning it into work. And we tried some new things to rejuvenate, and it didn't work. So we took last year off. This year we're planning on going back to grand con. So with a couple rules. So the big thing is. One day conventions, or even if it's a three day convention, really doing just one good solid day. You know, hey, you know, if I start at nine a.m. on Saturday and game till two a.m. Sunday, that's one good solid day for me, Mm -hmm. and I'm excited for that. I can justify that with my life schedule a lot more too. Yeah, then like I'm thinking, other people can too. I can't afford to take vacation days. It's Mm -hmm. not like you know the glorious days of my old employer where I had you know five weeks of vacation every year. Yeah, Um, Mm -hmm. so I can't afford that. uh, To take, you know, eight Fridays a year off. So yeah, yeah. Um, keep that in mind if you're inviting us and if you're interested, if you're feeling the same way. And if we have members, you know, again, we're really good at planning these. I, I have not met people as good as our group. Uh, and this is totally me self-bragging as well and bragging about Chris, uh, who are as good at logistics with nerds as We Hate Bards has. Uh, out of necessity and trying to practice, you know, we've been doing this five and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I don't, I have not met someone who's as good at organizing us as, as us. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that, that's the big thing with Bards. Um, the next thing we're going to jump into, uh, what's kind of new in RPG yeah, is some trends that Chris what's, and I have what's, witnessed. What's going on? So, um, you had mentioned something, Invisible Sun. I have no idea what this no, is. Okay, so, like, it. so I'm talking about, like, the, 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 there's been, a, like, a resurgence of, like, Really weird Gonzo stuff and like role playing for like you know I'm thinking of like uh, you know Lamb Chase Flame Princess which we talked about last episode but also like you know DCC with like the Gonzo stuff and like there's all these like weird RPG stuff like the weird like Call of Cthulhu just came out you know with like that kind of weird stuff but Invisible Sun is um is a role playing game uh presented by Monty Cook and it's this really bizarre almost you know you 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 I've told you about cult and like kind of the background of that and like yeah, that, yeah. stuff like that it has that kind of like mythology to it and like and like layers within layers of like all this stuff going on and it's like super bizarre and, and super like um surrealist that's that, that's a perfect word that encapsulates like the game it's a very yeah. surrealist role playing game and my friend uh John um came over and he had purchased the black cube. So the black cube for Invisible Sun is like this two hundred fifty dollar monstrosity, which is a cube that is this big. It's it's so it's, it's about it, two feet. It's, cube. It's, it's about like a foot and a half by a foot and a half. This okay, black so cube, and it weighs like sixty pounds. So like if I took it and threw it off like your house and land on you, it would kill you. Okay. So and it opens up. And it's got like it's filled with these shelves with like 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 books and, and handouts and like just sounds like something Monty Cook will come up with. Yes, and so but like what I'm more interested in it's a good is, thing, not a bad is, thing. is yeah, I mean it's very it's very gimmicky like in the best possible way. Yeah, yep. But you know he bought it and he honestly said like I will never play this game because I don't have the attention span to go deep into like to, to you have to just learn this yeah. game because it is like really deep. 
and but and or like run it because it's run like in a very specific kind of way that like has you know that that kind of caters to this surrealism but yeah but just games like that and really innovative strange things that are like coming out so is like, this like now? agency style strange surrealness no it's like you're in this city but in like you're in like this in like uh or cults or it's more it's more like cult it's more like you're going to metropolis and cult but more played in like surrealist and less like very grimdark hellraiser style oh, okay. of a thing so and but that's what it, that's what it's like but i'm seeing a lot of that kind of stuff pop up yeah. and like become more popular again i'm not exactly sure why well so last time we talked about how like our biggest goal is like innovation and new style and, yeah and i think the industry is kind of getting that too because if you make the same old thing you're going to get the same old results and you're going to look like the other 18 copycats yeah. who have come out. So, and again, you're not, you're not Wizards of the Coast. So you're not going to reach yeah. their level of success. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, they, um, they, they got it on lockdown. I mean, like Pathfinder, Path, I mean, the only person that's been able to really do that has been Pathfinder because correct. Pathfinder, Wizards of the Coast, Wizards of the Coast. They like, they correct. like, it was like the next level of what they were so, doing. That's interesting. So, and I like that. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and Call of Cthulhu is becoming more and more popular and more and more mainstream, which is huge to me and also super disappointing to me yeah because i'm 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 that nervous like, how no, dare no. you i no. was in it before it was cool i was kind of like i hate to say it but also like like i see and i hear and i read these stories about other people running call of cthulhu and and, and it's, it amazes me when i bump into people and i mention something cthulhu and they're like oh i know about cthulhu mythos and i'm like you don't know the mythos you've never played one of chris frank's games mm-hmm. and like and i hear these stories and they play more like I, mike i love you but they play like more mike caldwell call of cthulhu stories than okay, Chris so, Frank. so like a little more pulpy. Yeah, and and you know, eh, most people make it out alive, right? Mm-hmm. We're here to have a good time. And versus Chris is, is is it's it's you're you're not here to have a good time. No, you're like it, it, it's that, liver. It, it's live as it's Chris runs Call of Cthulhu like a roguelike RPG. Oh, that's so. It's, that's it's pretty much so random, good. and it, the story isn't about how you live. It's about the interesting way you can die, right? <sighs> Or go mad and kill the other teammates. Yeah, because I'm I'm there I'm there like I'm not there to be a friend. I'm there to turn the screws. Correct. So and just the other level of you know and again nobody touches what you do and 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 call Cthulhu and stuff. So but I'm loving seeing this becoming more mainstream and mm-hmm. that people are appreciating that dark sci-fi to that level mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's even in television and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah well look at um I mean uh, oh the expanse and then what was the other one that like the uh, um... have you watched magicians at all no oh no. my goodness I, I don't know why and for some reason like I get the feeling it's really really bad like it's a bad show or something and I'm, I'm just missing it because I can't stop loving it like Margaret Margot is my favorite character. Like, she I, says all these. She's the one who said, right, right, "You know the difference." Give between... me all right. So I'm going to give you the next minute to, to sell me on the show because I, I see the show and like it's like all right. You know, I, I I look at the previews and things like that and like I'm like man, it's like Harry Potter all grown up except everyone's like kind of a jerk and they all hate each other and want power. It's like that's no, really it's, boring it's, to me. It's elite prep school. Like if if you learn that you have magic, so it's about people who all go to break bills. Um, Really, where it starts is the children's tales, which is a very Narnia-ish children's tale. I don't want to say that because, spoiler alert, uh, the stories they're doing are very much more grimdark. Basically, it's a grimdark version of uh, C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia, right? Okay. So there's this world, and it turns out it's all real. And not only is that (laughs) real, but Mm -hmm. magic in our world is real. Um, And it's very, like basically secret society they're all there they're all and because they have magic like it, it's very much implied that other than the hedge wizards if you get into like one of the elite 
magic schools. Mm-hmm. You're going to be an elite in our world too because I'm the board of exec directors because I cast a spell and now I'm super charismatic and, you know. Oh, so it, it's basically just like, you know. It, Golden ticket to becoming rich and powerful, plus you have magic. Yeah, which is like, you know, and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing about But it doesn't, it's not offensively, it, it, the, the thing about the show is it's not offensive in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, to, to me, where it's like, like, it's not one of those cliche mm-hmm. that I see in sci-fi channel all the time, like the Covenant, and like, it's, it's not those cliche mm-hmm. Dark Brotherhood type stuff. Yeah. It's more like, these are everyday people whose lives just got better because they have magic, basically. Yeah. And they're very, like, real-world-ish when they're in the real world versus when they're in that, you know, other place. But without getting into spoilers, there's there's a ton of stuff that goes on over the seasons, and really I'm only touching on first season, and there's big evil organizations mm-hmm. and, you know, that live in the metaverse and and gods, and, and the way they handle it all is a very your flavor of handling things you okay know? gods can be killed killing them has consequences but gods can be killed yeah you know they're re- you know gods are people you know more than they are uh-huh. they're, you know more pe- tough people than they are you know these benevolent uh-huh. you know, omnipotent like, things so um or really good and and the writing is fantastic so like i said okay. like queen margo like one of my favorite quotes and and i, I just saw this on facebook memory so it came out during it must have been season three last year uh-huh. The difference between a uh, a big dead hero and a dead or a, a big damn hero and an Id- a dead idiot, mm-hmm. one simple mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, that's that's every D and D campaign ever. Like, yep. I, I love that, and so and she said something this season too, and it just um, she's she's an awesome female character. Mm-hmm. Being a guy, I, I I may be wrong on that. I don't know, but I love her character all the time. Okay. I mean, you sold so. to me a little bit because I've, I've been. It was kind of like I. I, I just say I, I didn't like it. I, I had no interest in watching it. Cliche characters, mm-hmm. but bad things happen to the cliche characters. <laughs> bad things happen. Yeah, and the interesting characters are the ones who. It, I don't. It doesn't ever work out for them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because you know, it's it's just like any wealth and power. Like you know, you think it makes you happy, but it really doesn't. No. Every, you know, life still sucks, and you're you still know, miserable. You're just rich now. Correct. Exactly. So. um... You know, like like one of the main characters' dad has cancer. Well, magic can't cure cancer because the way cancer is, like it just it just can't. It's not that powerful, you know, type situation. So, oh, um, not there's not a spell for that, unfortunately. Uh-huh. You know, you can sort of heal wounds. Magic is limited. It's not endless power. It's uh-huh. it's just not. So, um, it, anyways, it's really good the way they handle mm-hmm. that and everything. Um, so definitely worth watching. Um, okay, I would recommend you, you watch the first season and tell me if you like it or not. Okay. Um. And second season ends up going in a totally different direction. It almost becomes a new show from the first season. Okay. But in a good way. And, then, and, and that allows it to go into season three, go into season four. Okay. They're all written like a good, it's a story arc for the season. Okay. Not like The Walking Dead and stuff where it's... it's it just kind of ends, it goes yeah. on and on. And on and on and on. on. It's not that at all. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a new story, same characters. Mm-hmm. So, good. Uh, I like that. So... Getting into, you know, that's, and that's kind of, I guess we'll tie it back to the new and RPG. So, let's jump in. Uh, the next big thing that we want to do uh, okay. is our elevator pitch section. Okay. Um, so, one of the things that We Hate Bard's group is severely lacking. Um, oh, so my big thing that I've noticed in the RPGs is, is the resurgence of Star Wars. I've seen a ton of people running Star Wars and other video game based uh, systems as well. 
Uh, and that's just cool to me. I'm, uh-huh. I'm glad to see people taking those passions and mixing them. Um, well, I, I, I don't play them, so I don't know if it's going well I, or not. I, I, I want to say that um, it's it, it is it is a resurgence not only in space opera but also in like hard sci-fi sci-fi is getting like big again for some yes. reason like i don't know exactly why it's just like trends in the culture or but like you know science fiction is uh like kind of on the upswing like, yeah no it really is so that jumps me into like kind of where i want to go with our elevator pitch so one of the big things is i don't think there's a good sci-fi campaign and i have always been the sci-fi champion of the group uh which i'm not the strongest gm it's so weird. Question, have I ever run a sci-fi campaign? Follow. You're right. That is a sci-fi campaign. Yes. Yes. Um, and Punktown kind of is, but Punktown I would lump it more with Call of Cthulhu than I would sci-fi because uh, yeah, it's, well, well, it's a terrible sci-fi system. <laughs> well, well, no, it's, it's, it's not It's it's not meant to... It's meant to, it's, it's a sci-fi system in the sense it's like you have all these advanced technologies and yeah. everything, but like it's, it's not like, yeah, we're going to do this stuff to do this thing. It's like... It's like, no, it's like people are awful and you have cloning technology, so you're going to clone yourself a bunch of times so that you can, you know, kill yourself to feel like what it feels like. It's just like monstrous things, like people using technology for monstrous ends because yeah. they're monsters. So I uh-huh. really want to run a sci-fi campaign again. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of... High, low? Um, post-apocalypse, for sure. Ooh, okay. It's got to be. I mean, mm-hmm. everything else. So I've run quite a few that were high technology, even though they were apocalypse. Uh, I ran Space Buccaneers for three years. Uh, once a month, three years. That was awesome. I really did love it. It just, I couldn't keep it going because I didn't have good enough character engagement to the scale that the story was going. Uh-huh. Um, and I just didn't have the characters to back. I really tried hard. Uh, unfortunately, this is, Mike, again, I love you, but you leaving, I needed, you were the linchpin uh, for a lot of the things that were going on. So you leaving the group really uh, hurt us. Um, and it would have been good for you. You should have come back. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, and I tried. I tried bringing, like, six different people in, and it just, uh-huh. I couldn't keep it going. So, mm-hmm. um, I wrote a big one that is, spoilers, uh, a medieval fantasy. It's the opposite of the Strangers campaign. Strangers campaign, modern day, go to the fantasy world. Uh-huh. This is fantasy you world. Go to the... And suddenly... Hey, you told uh, about this before. Basically, uh, Dragonstar. Okay. From uh-huh. 3.5. Okay. From 3.0. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, where, you know, you're a medieval world. And then all of a sudden starships show up and, and, you know, kill off your entire government and tell you that they're in charge now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's one campaign that I wrote that I could run. Um, but I, I, when I wrote that, I had a certain group in mind and that group's no longer available for players. Mm-hmm. So, I really want one that I can play online through Roll20. That's mm-hmm. part of my goal. Mm-hmm. Some of the pitches, so I've actually switched myself into reading more sci-fi books. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the question is, do I run a modern-day magicians-type mage RPG? Okay. Not mage the RPG, but like... <laughs> We're all no. 20th illusionists! Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, do I run that? Uh, 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 the the mage campaign, I think I called it. Do you remember I ran that real That was actually it? really fun. That was. So I could run that again. I could run that short-term, and that would be fun to play in Roll20. Uh-huh. Um, I might just bring that back just because, uh, and there's some good rules for D20 or fifth edition for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really like a post-apocalypse one. Uh-huh. So the book series I'm reading right now, um, is very cliche, but has a lot of good elements that I'll steal. Um, hard sci-fi, soft sci-fi. Oh, what's the difference, Chris? Like hard sci-fi is like, is, uh, very much based off of like, soft sci-fi, hard, uh, here's a good thing. 
Uh, hard sci-fi is more along the lines of some people may disagree with me, but like the harder side is more like a Star Trekky type of a thing, okay. where like technology has like you know it it uses techno babbling things, but you have these specific things that do certain things and 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 things like that. They may you know you know, but basically it's about you know this stuff. And then like soft sci-fi is more thing like space opera, like Star Wars. Like I got a lightsaber, like that doesn't exist or anything gotcha. work or um, like you know probably more. Hard sci-fi, okay. not false. And, 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 and like the hardest sci-fi would be something like Traveler, yeah, where like no. you know you are like no, no. no. So I probably be somewhere in between, and it's post-apocalyptic. So yeah. um, the big thing about the story that I'm reading right now is Alien. It, you know, it uses a lot of tropes, right? And I don't know when the first book was written, so some might predate some of the tropes. But basically, um, a disease comes and wipes out Earth, uh-huh. uh huh, or some of humanity, and then. These creatures, they call them trife, but they're and they call them demons. Uh-huh. Basically, they're houndish type demons that grow and live off energy and radiation. So, slightly in our future, humans have fusion technologies. So we have fusion reactors to power most of the stuff. Uh-huh. They we actually nuke them because mm-hmm. they form these massive million people or million demon hordes, mm-hmm. and we nuke them, and we're like, yeah, we won. Like, but oh, then we they actually go there and they feed off the radioactive area, uh-huh. and they actually breed, and we basically shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh-huh. Um, from that. So then, you know, fast forward, the main character is is stuck into... Um, so you guys would all be characters, and this is what I would steal from this. You would all be characters who, during the apocalypse, go into hibernation. So Fallout okay. 4 uh, storyline. Okay. And then you guys wake up, and the apocalypse has happened. Uh-huh. <coughs> um, I'm kind of going to try to limit it so you guys don't have the skill set to rebuild society. I don't I don't want that to be the main goal. No. Um the big thing is that society much like in Fallout is well, we 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 would be more like a um like a, like, a, like some kind of a crack commando team or something or some type of like probably uh, like waking up and then like you know it's like hey we're here to save the day. It's like oh we're too late. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. So something along those lines um and like like you quickly realize like how ineffective you are without adapting, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Something along those lines, um, but and, and that that's one of the things I really liked. Um, and then, like the big thing is, society goes on. So the other thing that this one liked was that it, when humanity realized the end was upon us, uh-huh. we all got together and we built rocket ships and left our planet. Okay, to go someplace else and start over. And then they kind of forgot about hum- Earth. Okay. Not for long, but like, you know, so this is a couple hundred years in the future. And basically, they formed this elitist society over here on, uh-huh. on planet B and uh-huh. forgot about Earth. <coughs> yeah. Um, which also this plunges you, them into intergalactic war. So it's it's a good story. Um, I want to steal some elements from that. I really, I'm thinking the post-apocalyptic. Um, I wrote a campaign and I ran it um, for Ben, Jeff. I wasn't there. And someone this. else. It wasn't me. I wasn't there for that. My old roommate, maybe. Anyways. I bet you it was Chris, my old man, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of fun. I still have all that material that I could run as well. That one was very... Uh, humanity built a... Um, we, call, we call it Lacrimar, which is energy crystal. Anyways, uh, based society. So it's a clean energy that uses crystalline energy. And ours mm-hmm. is very stable mm-hmm. in small amounts. So like we can build cars and things out of it, no problems. Aliens show up and it's very... Uh, Descendant? No, Defiance was the name of the show. Uh Where, like, these aliens showed up and they didn't know that when they launched, you know, probably thousands of years ago or millions Uh of years ago, (coughs) because their planet was going to get blown up by their sun, 
when they left, they didn't know we were inhabited and that uh-huh. there's an intelligent race here. Uh-huh. So they show up here planning on living on our planet because we have the same atmosphere or, or habit, we're a habitable planet to them. They don't have enough fuel to get anywhere else. So they wake up here and they're like, well, what do we do? And we end up shooting first, uh-huh. which causes a war. And um, they use an opposite energy of ours. Theirs is very volatile. When they crash... Or when they, they clash. So if you shoot, a, we have a blue beam. If they have a red beam, they clash. It causes catastrophic danger or damage. Um, and so it like there's into, like I redesigned the entire globe in that game. So that is the alternative. So that was much more, you know, Earth occupied, straight from the D and D campaign yeah. in the, the uh-huh. back of the book or the D twenty modern back of the book campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, post-apocalypse but it's like civilization still fully exists yeah we're just very you know medieval yeah about it mm-hmm. because you're constantly fighting aliens and things like that and a bunch of humans were mutated um you get like and a, a super uh super super gross about uh uh stuff would be super uh super super gross uh super gross aliens okay so yeah, I'll just kind of finish it there. So, do you have any input on what type of sci-fi campaign you want to run? Uh, so, so I would want or to not run, run playing. Playing. I'll tell you what I want to play in. Nobody will ever run it for me, and I will never get to play in it, which would be an Eclipse Phase game. I have no interest in running Eclipse Phase. Exactly. Nobody will ever run it for me. I'll never get to play it. And if I was going to run it, like it would, and if I find nobody to play it with me. You know, it's one of those things where, like, it would be so much fun, you know. I'm an octopus. I'm an octopus. No, no, you know what I, you know what I wouldn't be? I would, I would be, I would burn all my points into stats, and then I would have, like, the junkiest body, and I'd be, like, an old West, like, gunslinger. They're like, yeehaw! <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because you could rip out my stack and then just, you know, put me a new body. Oh. Or, oh, I, I, you killed me? Well, just restore me from backup. Or I pray an AI that would just ghost ride on people. What does that mean? That means like I just inject myself like into your body and I'm like kind of with you. Like Oh. Yeah. So but yeah, it's one of it's one of those games where like if you watch the um uh oh my goodness, what is it? Uh, Altered Carbon, basically which they're making an Altered Carbon RPG, which is basically Eclipse Phase yeah, RPG. That's, that's, it, it is like Eclipse Phase to a T. Are they really the, making an Altered Carbon RPG? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're kickstarting it. So Ugh, we'll do anything to make money. Um, I mean, what did I say that? Uh-huh. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to sponsor a po- <laughs> oh, Give so us money. <laughs> we are looking for sponsors. Yes. So if you would like to advertise, we hate bards, sponsor us, donate. Mm-hmm. Please let us know. Um. Or if you have a system that you really want to market out to our community, yeah. reach out to us. We're more than willing to help you out with that. Yeah. All um. Right. So, so yeah. and you can think about that. I'm think I'm thinking the premise will be. I had more ideas, but I forgot them now that we've been rambling on for way too long. Um. You all know that the apocalypse is happening, uh-huh. and it's not going to be zombies. Uh, zombie campaigns never work out. They're always terrible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How many? How often can you fight one hit die zombies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys will go to sleep during the apocalypse and then wake up in the post-apocalyptic world, mm-hmm. basically, uh, okay. as the power is running out of your out of your thing, and then you see it's a tiny wake up. Yep. 
And then we'll see how it goes from there. Okay. All right. So next, we're all we're off the sci-fi. So main talk. Mm-hmm. Etiquette for gaming. Mm. So this is a discussion that I never... I've had it in small groups with groups of players dozens of times. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to have to make a podcast dedicated to this, but... As we talked last time, our group is growing beyond our capabilities to just manage it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, I feel that, you know, hey, this is our PSA. Um, we at Bards is all-inclusive, except for towards Bards. Um, but we're the Bards. I mean, we kind of are Bards. The, you, table that discussion for later. later. So, <laughs> really, you know... Things that are not acceptable at the table for, under any circumstances. Racism. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're in gaming, you're playing a dwarf and you hate elves, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, actual player on player violence now, or uh, hatred, uh, now let me, not acceptable. Yeah, not, not acceptable. Now, I, I want to bring this up because, uh, like, a lot of. Like, I don't want to shy away from certain topics in games. Like, a lot of the games in 1920s Call of Cthulhu, like, explicitly deal with, like, how super racist white people are. Yeah, and like, and and you know, it, it it's just cooked into kind of the system and how things were, and especially like if you were in like England or something. I mean, like if you were upper crust, you just beat someone to death because they're lower the class than you, and things like that. So there's a lot of that stuff, but you have to make sure that communication is, is key. Communication at the table with the players, understanding like what this is and what's going on, and if somebody like is uncomfortable with it or somebody like it, it needs to be adjusted. As, as the so you know this is a good place to start. So so GM responsibilities mm-hmm. in this situation, uh, and we're going to go to GM responsibilities, then I think player responsibilities, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about Chris and I's responsibilities to the group. Okay, um, so the GM's responsibilities is to make sure that your players are having fun mm-hmm. and that they're maintaining etiquette and that they're comfortable with the game you're running. Yes. And this also goes into podcasting. So we've had it a couple times where I know that somebody at the table wasn't comfortable podcasting and they got bullied into it. And I I will lose my mind over that. So, Mm -hmm. again, we'll get into my roles later. So if somebody's not comfortable with something, it just stops and it drops and we move on. And we Mm -hmm. have fun because it's the goal, right? Uh, Be a community and have fun. You know, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. That's why we do this. So... You know, no player on player hatred. If you don't get along with a player, you're all adults. Unless you're not an adult, in which case you probably are playing with one of your adult parents. Mm-hmm. And they will help you deal with it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't want to hear about bullying. I don't want to hear about people being no. uninvited to groups. Um, conflict is normal in any D&D group, especially a long-term campaign. Yes. And the role of the GM is to manage the group through that conflict. So this constantly comes up where, again, we'll talk about our responsibilities later, but people come to me and ask me, you know, what's the easiest way to deal with that? Well, the big thing is find a way to deal with it. Uh, If you're really struggling with it, do research, find a book on group conflict resolution uh, or come talk to us, you know, or fellow GM who's very experienced with it. Uh, I will tell you that in every situation I've come across and, and, well, 10 years of gaming and six years of We Hate Bards, I've never found a player who truly deserved to be kicked from a group. Um, usually it's the player's not challenged. Uh, the player feels excluded and therefore they're acting out uh, mm-hmm. to kind of, 
you know, and then and then it becomes counterproductive. Mm-hmm. You know, something along those lines. There's always a, a, a really usually a simple solution, and it's usually just treat each other with respect. So as a GM, it's your job to make sure that you're providing a game environment that is fun for your players, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you do also have a responsibility that as a GM that if you have a player who's a problem, and especially towards that, you know, either being racist or derogatory, you know, towards women, you know, misogynistic or female derogatory towards men, I don't care. There's none of it's acceptable. Um, or any of our trans cisgender, like, yeah, I mean, pick, pick your various uh, isms. That yeah, you isms. Are. Yeah, uh-huh. if, if you are anyone's discriminating anyone, unless you're the only acceptable discrimination allowed at a We Hate Bards gaming table is against. Bards. <laughs> Anything, uh, and as a GM, again, it's your job to oversee that. Now, <coughs> and again, make sure your players are having fun. Players, your responsibility is to show respect to your GM mm-hmm. and show respect to your fellow players. Part of this, one of the biggest reasons we started We Hate Bards is because our groups kept falling through because people didn't respect each other mm-hmm. in that, yeah, hey, I'll be there tonight. And then not showing up, not calling, lying, making excuses. Hey, social media world, if you get we'll tagged at the if you get tagged at the bar, and you know you said you were sick and couldn't come, and you didn't call or tell us until you know twenty minutes after the game started, we're gonna figure out what's going on. We're gonna see you tagged at the bar, and we're gonna kick you from the group. Right? That's why we started. We hate parts because we needed more people mm-hmm. who are actually passionate about the game like us and wanted to make it. You know, my I work very hard. I have a family, you know, now more than ever, I have more priorities than ever. And if I'm dedicating my time to gaming and you can't match that level of respect or commitment, Mm -hmm. I don't want to game with you because I don't have the extra time to spare to turn this into just a hang, you know, hang out and do nothing. You know, I, I I want to game. Right. So as a player, it's your job to show. Mm -hmm. It's your job to have fun. Mm -hmm. It's your job to role play. Mm hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think, I mean, what do you have to end? To I mean, player? just, just sh- to, to, to show, you know, respect to other players, you know, and to, you know, and to really kind of, uh, you know, to communicate and don't really have such a big, everybody's got to like take a chip off their shoulder, you know, like you're in this group, you may be the GM, you know, but you know, you're not immune from criticism. You may be another player, but your views aren't the best, you know. So when you get some kind of critical feedback, be like, "Hey, man, that's that's not cool. Like, don't don't do that. Don't immediately be like, huh, well, I'm gonna do it more because I'm an a hole.' Like, right. It's like it, it's don't be that guy. Like, don't it's... be that guy. Like, listen. Like, if there's if there's some major issues, especially if you're going to be dealing with sensitive topics, then you re- then you really need to take some extra care, and that should really be kind of a so GM's job. One of the things they said in DMG in 3.5 that I absolutely loved, and if I could, I would make every single new GM and every single new player read this. Mm-hmm. You don't win at D&D. No. D&D is the journey. It's it's your, a group trying to have fun, right? Yeah. My it's char- not a game to be won. Yeah, you're my, not, my characters never win. <laughs> you're never going to be better than everyone else. You're never, no. like, that's not, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, that's a self-defeating mentality in RPGs because, as a GM, I can always roll up a new, new, higher, more powerful being. A, whole, a, po- a more you powerful know. monster. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 there's you know, never any end. It's, it, there's never ending, right? It, it's it's like DBZ, right? So don't go into it trying to become, you know, all powerful superhero mm-hmm. as a level one fighter, especially like mm-hmm. that's just not 
how RPGs. And if that's what you want, go play a video game, man. You know, yeah. don't bring that to the table. Bring to the table, hey, I want to, I want to be someone new tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big thing I would say, this is both the GM and a player responsibility that we've talked about quite frequently. And I, again, we'll talk about my roles here in a minute. Challenge yourself. Step into new roles. Mm-hmm. Step into new systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, challenge yourself so you can grow as a player, so you can grow as a GM. If you're a player and you've never GM before, step into the GM seat. So, again, challenge yourself, challenge yourself, challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. So that leads into, I, I, I think that's enough said, again. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a ton of groups out there, you know, that help with uh, discrimination in gaming and things like that. that yeah, Contest is great. Contest, yeah, a huge. Gr- so a great group. If you're having issues um, yeah, with some of that stuff, reach out to them as yeah. well. Look at those groups and their, and their goals and things like that. They all have podcasts. Listen to them. Check yeah, them out. Check them out. I um, mean, like... Learn, yeah, learn what you're doing wrong. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, like, honestly, like... You know, role playing and game gaming groups like this. I mean, they have a history. I mean, it's you know the old boys club pretty Absolutely, much for yeah. for years and years. I mean, like I mean up until like the what the like the, the like the the mid like late nineties. Like that was even when like they started to say like it was okay for like a like a girl to sit down at the table. Like before that, it was. You know, it was wasn't even in their mind. And that's that, before my time, so I won't speak to that. Yeah, but, but like I will say that I've met people who I'm fairly confident would still believe. Well, that. I, well, well, I yeah, it's it's you know it, that kind of idea permeates that like you know gaming is for like white dudes and like anybody else. It's like it's like not implicit in the racism, but I mean even Gary Gygax, I think he's like he was basically like you know women are never going to want to play this. Yeah, like why, like why would they? Like it's not going to happen. So obviously that's different. Yeah, uh, yeah. We still, unfortunately, for we at Bard's Soul, do have a much larger male presence than female, and we're always trying to challenge that and change. We're doing that. we're doing a, l- a little bit better. We're getting a lot more uh, like women involved, like people yeah, of color. We have, we have some like, amazing all star, you know, and, and um, guys and gals. Yeah, um, so that's it, really. We're good. actually if you were. Listen to this. If you are genuinely interested in having a bigger, larger role in We Hate Bars, and this is anyone, but especially if we could get a female perspective other than Chris's wife on the We Hate Bars. So we have, uh, we just changed the name, but we're not going to discuss that yet because that's uh-huh. top secret. Uh, uh-huh. We call it the collaborative for a long time, and, and it, it's kind of the old, the, the original members. Uh, the brain trust is a good example. Uh, just the people who, who have shown a, a much deeper passion for We Hate Bars and for the gaming community that is We Hate Bars. If you feel that you fit that and you want to be a part of this group, um, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the takeaway is we expect you to take more of an ownership role in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll basically kind of put you in a position, at, you know, the goal is to put you in a position where you're organizing an event like Mike does an out-of-the-box type situation and growing, a, you know, a niche community yeah. type situation. So yeah, and we're- uh, if you're interested in it, let us know. Also, again, if you're a female and you want to have a higher stake in We Hate Bards, let us know, or any really any minority, because we are an old b- white boys club. Yeah, we need. I like it. We're we're fully you know, aware, and we would love to change that anytime. Yeah, it's so. just it's one of those things where it's like, it's it's a tough nut to crack. We're trying, right. but it's a tough nut to crack, especially with a bunch of introverted nerds. So <laughs> yeah, right. um, so we're, and we're trying. We we have been, and, and we luckily Chris's wife, uh, which if you haven't met Emily, she doesn't make it to as many gaming events as possible. She has been a huge boon to We Hate Bards mm-hmm. since day one. One, being supportive of Chris. Two, being she's smart. sort of... Yeah. She's super intelligent um, and just super rock star nerd mom. Um, so, yeah. Huge kudos to her. Um, super smart. Yes, yeah, super smart. Uh, it's fantastic to have games because she keeps us all in uh-huh. She's always the voice of reason. It's great. 
I love it when she's in our games because she's the only voice of reason and we all get to go run wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads us into Chris and I's role. So mm-hmm. our role from your perspective and how you can interact with us, uh, obviously we do run games, we do playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, come to us when you can't go to your GM. So when your GM is the one discriminating against you or your GM is not handling it or if you're not comfortable talking to your GM. Come to us. Um, talk to us. Facebook message me. Um, Facebook message Chris. If for some reason you're in your position you want to talk to Chris's wife, uh, I'm I'm 100% positive that she will be willing to talk to someone uh, who who needs to talk to, to her. Yeah. Um, and I will. I promise you, she will put the fear of God in in anyone. Um, I, I've I've seen it. <laughs> so feel free to you know that's what we're here for. So you can come to us with those type of problems, and we will address them. We try to keep We Hate Bards with a business mentality, a business group, just so we have those goals, those objectives, those drives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we when we talk about our talent pool, we talk about it much like a corporation, like we're, you know, an HR position type situation. Um, pooling assets, money. We do handle a lot of the money for We Hate Bards. So if you need money, if you need money raised, things like that, come to us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, like, our, we, you know, we try and, uh, do things with a light touch. We don't, we aren't going to micromanage everything and that would just be impossible. So, you know, but when, when problems get too, too big or when problems, uh, need an intervention and something needs to happen and like it isn't happening, you can come to us. Our doors are always open, you know. To, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To kind of, you know, convene with you, you know, help you get past this, get to a solution, you know? Yeah. The level of ownership Chris and I have with, we hate bards, it drives my wife nuts, but we, again, we treat it like it's this business that we own. Like we have some kind of financial stake, which we don't. And if you think we hate bards makes money, you uh, are, are sorely mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what it's about. This is our level of passion is that level that we're willing to commit to it. Like we would a business. Like yeah. this is our, this is our job on the side, not just mm-hmm. our gaming hobby. So, we try to keep that level of vision and things like that. What we expect from you is exactly what we said. Good at, you know, the etiquette pieces, the, the respecting each other, the, mm-hmm. the building of the community. We expect you to challenge yourselves to grow. Um, that's one of our big gr- challenges or one of our mm-hmm. big goals is to help people step out of their comfort zone so that they can develop as players, develop as GMs, learn new play, not just classes, but new role plays right mm-hmm. so you can role play more than just the same person because when i started i played the exact same rogue in every single game right mm-hmm. i did it in like four campaigns and then i kind of had to be forced to play other people um so we want other and and, and i grew i i developed i became more passionate about it the more i changed the more i developed as a player as a gm mm-hmm. So we want to share that. So that, that's what we're going to ask of you. Um, we're also going to ask from you to build the community, bring your friends in, um, contribute by running games, playing in games, showing up, um, come to conventions with us, champion We Hate Bards when you can to the community. Um, and that's really it. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, what is We Hate Bards? We Hate Bards more than anything is a community to develop RPGers. Mm-hmm. And we do, you know, 
I take a personal level and that I want my RPGers to be successful in their lives as well as their gaming because if you're starving and can't you don't know where your next meal is going to come from just like in everything else are you going to have a good time at the game no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know so if all I have to do is provide you a meal I I can do that you know what I mean so we want to develop people outside as well. So, you know, be a community for that as well. You know, I want to help people get their lives on track. So, you know, I do try to do some life coaching and stuff like that. Um, it is a very difficult task mm-hmm. with some of the people we meet. So I try to do it with a light touch, motivation, you know, mm-hmm. life coaching. I try to lead by example. That's my big, I guess, contribution to We Hate Bards. Um, and then developing the people. So... And I can't speak for Chris, so I won't, but I will say for me, I'm going to, you know, we talked a little about the collaborative, which we don't really talk to players enough about, I don't think, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and I know that the guys who we asked to talk about it don't, so this is us reaching out. My number one focus is on the collaborative and trying Mm -hmm. to get them to focus on you guys. And I want to take away from them their, you know, I don't want them to have to worry about the overarching vision of we hate bards i don't Mm -hmm. want them to have to worry about you know big venue negotiations you know we don't want Mm -hmm. them to have to worry about logistics for conventions Mm -hmm. we can handle that we want them to focus on the smaller building smaller groups yes um helping their direct players become gms uh, you know kind of underneath them the totally Mm -hmm. pyramid scheme mentality for this right um because it works and it makes sense and I can't do it all, right? Mm-hmm. Especially now that, you know, again, yeah. life's gotten away from us. So that's what I, my kind of viewpoint of We Hate Bards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my goal is, so you know, in especially if the more involved you are with us, the more you'll see, hey, I need you here to do this. Well, I don't want to. Well, I really need you here to do this. And honestly, sometimes I'm just making it up just, again, because I think that one of my guys is in a rut. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. they've been running the same game for too long and they're not doing anything new or something Mm -hmm. that they used to have a ton of fun doing they've forgotten about. Um, I'll throw challenges their way and and ask Mm -hmm. them to help me. So that's what I I try to contribute to what we try to keep in mind um, and really just our piece of the puzzle to building the community. Yeah. Chris and I also do a good job of keeping each other in check. Um, we have a very good policy of if we don't agree on something, mm-hmm. if we can't, if I can't convince Chris that something's a good idea, then it's not worth doing. Mm-hmm. And same thing vice versa. If you yeah. can't convince me that this is worth doing. Um, that being said, what are the ongoing problems that we've had that we've discussed? So we, I mean, we've had some problems at, at like the table with some some uh, some problem players, uh, but you know, not like problem players that like need to get booted, but just like I think people need more communication. I think that people need to kind of uh, address problems directly yeah. and not kind of you know just like like problems like you know problems with like a disease. If you don't deal with it, it only gets worse. So you have to be able to kind of not in like a cruel way, not in like a vindictive way, but you have to kind of address these 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 things that come up, and they will come up. And as a GM, it's kind of you know your job. We can help you with that. You know, if the things come down to it, like you know, we can intervene, but we we don't we don't want to have to to do that. You know, because 
we don't want to have this like top down mentality that we're bringing the judgment in <laughs> on this very on the various things. Like that's that's not the way we want to to work this. We are about you know we're about problem solving, collaboration, uh, you know making sure that you know everybody's having a good time. You know if everybody's not having a good time then that's a problem. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, then why are we showing up? Then, right? then why are we showing up? Exactly. So one of the big things, if you want to be more involved with the Hate Bars community, and, and if you really haven't felt like it's a part of the community, let us know so we can bring you in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an idea, do it. Yes. Uh, if you feel you need to ask us permission for something to use the We Hate Bards tool or something like that, feel free to have the conversation. I don't think we've ever actually told someone no. Nope, never. And the, and I will tell you the biggest thing is if you're expecting to, us to do something for you, nope. it'll never happen. Nope, right? we're maxed. Um, <laughs> right, we are. And we, if we weren't, we would max ourselves out. We would uh-huh. find a new project, right? Mm-hmm. I will help you. I will coach you. I will give you any resources I have at my disposal to help you, but you have to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage that. And if you're that type of person who's going to make things happen, um, we're we're going to encourage you, right? Mm-hmm. So so be that person, and you will see you know changes. Be the change you should uh, be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So just don't expect us to. We we had a, we have a ton of problems. I I have heard some of those amazing ideas mm-hmm. for games, for events, for. Mm-hmm. For everything, you know, we could have world peace today if if world peace could be done by ideas. It can't. It has to be done by actions, right? And if you have a million dollar idea, that's great. If you're not willing to do it, it's it's worth zero dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sell me a million dollars. You can't sell me and expect me to make you a million dollars. The best you can probably expect out of me is for me to make a million dollars and take care of you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're, we're not, you know, and that's not what we're here for. So... Because we have ethics. Um, <laughs> so bring us your ideas. And if you yeah. just need to talk about a polish and maybe you just want to share, mm-hmm. that's fine. Just don't get upset when no when when I don't take your idea and do it for you, right? Yeah. That's I mean, my I big mean, piece. Yeah. Because that's been an ongoing problem for sixty years, right? Yeah, that's nothing new. So. Yeah, everybody's got ideas, but like, you know, it's like if you want ideas, we're like, we'll go for it. Like, do it. Like we'll support you, but like we can't. I can't live your life for you. We can't live your ideas and your dreams for you. So, so take care of each other. Yeah, help us build the community. Help us help you build the community, and uh, just yeah. I mean, the, you, I mean, eventually, I mean, this is your community that you were involved Correct. in. So take a little bit of ownership. The goal is that at some point, Chris and I will no longer. We'll, we'll just show up to a game, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you guys are the guys who started this," and that's it. You know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run. We hate bards the rest of my life. I want figureheads. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. I want to. I. I would love to be able to hand this off to someone eventually and have someone else have my level of passion that mm-hmm. you know I've carried for years and say, "Hey, I'm going to do this too." You know. Mm-hmm. So if if you think you're that person, join the collaborative, collaborative. which has a new name. We'll tell you. We'll tell you right now. So let's so, cap it off. So be excellent to each well, other. <laughs> so we have one more segment we uh-huh. have to talk about. Um, right, what is, so this is our final segment. Uh-huh. Um, and it is... What is this? What did you write down, Matt? We need to talk about the new We Hate Bards tax. Oh, yes, the tax. So it was it was announced on tax day. Yes. <clears throat> and from now on, all players who come to the table, you know, we accept all kinds, even the wrong kind, uh who want to play a bard mm-hmm. have to pay a 25 cent tax. Yes. Um, 
how often, how frequently. You know, I'm not a tax collector. Yeah, I don't. I just make the policies, I, I right? I don't enforce yeah, I, it. So I, you know, I'm uh, not. Yeah, you know, we talked a lot about community tonight and stuff, and you know, so we we leave that to the the the, mm-hmm. the frontline people to enforce these things. Yeah. So, um, you know, frequency, like I said, frequency is a big thing, you know, and all that, and and where the proceeds go. Well, in theory, the proceeds should go towards. Uh, Victim of Bard's negligence. Victims of Bard's negligence, Bard's negligence and uh, the con- you know people who had to suffer the consequences for the Bard's activity, right? The Bard Relief Fund. The Bard Relief Fund. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I expect all community members to help enforce these yes. policies mm-hmm. uh, to any and and any game that you're participating in. Automatically falls into the We Hate Bards jurisdiction, obviously. Well, obviously, so, yeah. E- even so, if like, you're so, at a strange convention, yeah, and, and you're somebody you've never met shows up and plays a bard, obviously he owes you the tax. Yes, he owes you the tax, so, and you have your full right to collect. Absolutely. Yes. So, um, you know, I expect to hear all about this and how amazing this this is working. We want to see all of these success stories uh, coming from our, you know, you know, this is us stepping up to really further the the bard hating cause because it's about time. We've been they sick. pay their dues. We've, we've been hiding in the shadows long enough. It's time mm. to step up and step up, <laughs> step out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, that was our kind of final segment. So, um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I'm good to go. Oh, hey, remember, if you want to join any of our games, you can check us up on the meetup. Just look up We Hate Bards. You know, all our games are always free. Chris, this is our second time you already screwed this up. Okay, so... No, 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 no. We're, we're, I'm supposed no, to start. No, 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 You're no, supposed no. to say, all right, time to wrap up. Oh, goodness. And then I say... All right, time to wrap... Ma- all right, so say it. All right, all right. No, just go to the meetup. <laughs> time to wrap up. Okay, make sure to like us or um, check us out on Patreon. Be a contributor, be a sponsor. Um, it's We give a lot of benefits to you if you want to contribute. Or uh, if you want to contribute to We Hate Bards as a whole... Patreon members get first dibs. First dibs. First uh, pot. First uh, podcast. Early access. Early access podcast. All H- stuff handcrafted, gets, beautiful material. Handcrafted stuff. Oh, probably gonna release some stuff soon on there. Now you say oh. your part. Uh, check us up on Facebook. You can no, 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 you're no, meetup. Meet check up us on Meetup, and you can uh, check up any of our games. Get games going all week at all over the every Grand day Rams. of the month. Every much, d- every day of the month. We have games going on, multiple games going on usually every day. Now, I say don't forget to like us on Facebook mm-hmm. and share us with your friends. And we'll see you next, next time. time. Boom. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Woo! So we'll keep, we'll keep working goodness. on it. And by working on it, I mean we're only going to work on it during the session. So <laughs> yeah. we don't believe yeah. in rehearsal. No, 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 no. We'll, hey, Matt and Chris, we only do one take. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll see you later, folks.